Mets Musings is an unofficial, independent podcast covering New York's National League Baseball team. It is not affiliated in any way with Major League Baseball or the New York Mets. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And welcome to another edition of Mets Musing. So I turned on the Zoom to talk with a couple of guys, and this happened. No, it's not the Brady Bunch. It's the latest edition of Mets Musings, and I've got Len and Jeff of Baseball and Barbecue uh, here with me. Welcome, guys. Welcome back to Mets Musings. Always a pleasure, Gary. Thank you. The pleasure. The boys are back in town, Gary. So glad that you're feeling better, Len. You had a little bit battle with that uh, Mexican beer or something or other, something called Corona. <laughs> yeah, I didn't no. put a lime in it. Maybe it was a binge uh, thing, but uh, feeling better now, and we're glad you're back. Definitely. Yeah, it's good to be back. All right, guys. So here we are in quarantine. Uh, continue to talk baseball, and not a lot of Mets news, of course, except for uh, the whole latest rumor about a realignment, and uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that, Jeff? Okay, I'll go first. I have a couple thoughts. You know, this is just the latest in a series of I don't know. Maybe the MLB puts it out there to get people's reaction. They had the Arizona plan, the Arizona Florida plan. Now they have this plan, see what works, see what they'll throw things up against the wall, see what sticks. If this plan is the most recent and the most uh, relevant plan that they think they're going to go with, you know, I heard you on your other podcast, and I'm not really too thrilled with it either. You have the Yankees in the division, the Red Sox, you know, it, it, you have, well, you have 10 teams in the division. The thing that's going to bother me is you're going to have to have the DH, which I get, and they're only going to say this for one year. But it's like it's like tolls on the, on the bridge. Oh, it's only got to pay until it's paid off. It's never going to be paid off, and you know that the DH will be here to stay in the National League. Yeah, I'm afraid that's uh, that's what Rob Manfred wants to do. He wants to really realign all of baseball, and this is his way of doing it: getting rid of the American National Leagues. I think he wants to put his stamp on on the game, and he, you know, I you know how I feel about him. He's just uh, not the guy to lead us. Uh, Gary, agree. go ahead, Len. Uh, I have a very, very long-winded answer to this question. <laughs> That's why I let get, I, I let Jeff go first. You ready for it? Sure, go ahead. I don't care, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> okay, here's why. This season is is going to have an asterisk next to it. it. When this season eventually does begin or anything happens you know this is the time to experiment if they want to do something crazy if they want to you're not going to have fans in the stands i mean it's going to be a wacky season to begin with so if you want to change it up you want to i mean they're not doing it because it's going to be exciting they're doing it because they're trying to figure out how they can make it work but 
you know, I, I think that this is the time to experiment. So this season has an asterisk, do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Just it, as long as they're playing some kind of baseball. And Barry is joining us. And Barry, I don't know if you can hear us. I can hear you fine. Can you hear me? Yes, we hear you fine. And uh, we started a little bit uh, uh, without you, but uh, I just asked about the realignment and what the guys thought about it. And uh, you're here just in time to jump in and let me know what your opinion is on it. You're talking about the three... Yeah. Oh, what did before I answer? What did they say? What do you say? <laughs> well, I didn't answer yet. Uh, Jeff's not crazy about it. Len doesn't care. I think okay, I, so this, I characterize that correctly. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> well, so. there was a little more to I don't care, but yes. <laughs> 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 that was the gist of it. And it as far okay. as I'm concerned. I don't like it at all. I agree with Jeff. Uh, I, I, I think once the uh, the cow is out of the uh, barn or the horse is out of the barn, it's going to be tough to put him back in. And I think that's exactly what Manfred's plan is. I think he's uh, uh, taking a page out of the political strategy handbook and is not going to let a good uh calamity or whatever crisis go to waste and he's going to grab this opportunity and it will set up eventually i think the uh, uh bringing in two more cities and creating four divisions of eight teams i believe uh and and we're going to do away with our american and national league and i don't like wow. it and i don't like the i don't trust them doing the dh for one year, I can't see that happening because they'll say, oh, well, it worked good. Let's try it another year. Before you know it, it's 20 years later. Uh, just okay. Just as the American League is still an experiment. They're still experimenting with the DH. I don't, I don't know if they ever changed that wording or not. Uh, but uh, so that that's my thoughts on it. How about you? Okay, guys, I uh... – agree with the notion that why do we need three ten team divisions when the Florida slash Arizona plan, which I'm gonna take credit for because I mentioned it on our last round table before it became a, a public idea. Florida and Arizona already part of that plan. So why, if they're already part of the two-state plan, why do we need a third state? I thought the point of the Florida-Arizona plan was to allow the teams to stay in their more familiar spring training sites and play the games from there, most likely with no fans. So, So this plan would mean that 10 teams would have to relocate to unfamiliar venues, and I don't see the, the point in that at, at all. It makes no sense to me. Um, well, would they go to unfamiliar venues, or would they be playing in their home parks? I think the home parks is the plan, but once you get into, uh, you know, October, 
in November, I guess the playoffs would have to be moved to a neutral site. See, I had heard that the third state involved would be in Texas and that they would, for all intents mm. and purposes, move the central division teams to the state of Texas, and which to me is just absurd. I don't see the logic in that at all. As far as if it's going to be games played in home stadiums, they would obviously have to do significant changes or make significant changes in the social distancing guidelines because it's still, if you're doing an Eastern division, you still have to get on a plane and fly from New York to Miami or from Seattle to uh, Colorado. And then those, those trips are, or you're you're on a plane for hours. They're well over a thousand miles. So I really don't get the point. And if you're gonna play games in neutral sites, there was nothing wrong with the two plans that were originally proposed. Assuming, of course, that the social distancing guidelines were relaxed. But 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 to do this, I mean, why not just continue on if you're going to play the games in your home parks, just pick up the schedule from where the season started. Well, if they're, if they're going to fly, uh, they're talking about testing all the players. Everyone would be tested. And if they're, if they're the only ones on the airplane, then it, and you know that everybody is, is hopefully Corona free on the plane. It wouldn't be a big deal if they did fly. But I had heard that they were going to try and keep it where they're basically it's back to the 50s and, you know, it's or whatever. Then it's train rides. And, you know, so they're not going far distances. That would probably be better. I don't think they can play. I don't think they can all play in their home stadiums. I, I can't see these, you know, City Field and Yankee Stadium you, you know, and uh, Fenway Park. I, I don't think that's going to happen, but. Well, then if they relax the social distancing and they start up, say, in August and they go with the two-state plan or even the Arizona plan, the transportation mode for most likely would be by bus. And, Jeff, you're more of an authority than any of us about Arizona because you spent some spring training time there earlier. And as far as Florida, I'm pretty sure because we've done it a couple of times, you can get from any spring training venue by by car and or by bus within three and a half four hours. So it is it's it is doable. Well, I, I think one of the reasons they were also they mentioned the Texas was because of the Rangers getting a brand new ballpark. They probably want to showcase that a little bit. They also have the Astros have a dome, so that's feasible. It's two domes in Florida. Um, but I, I think really this, this latest plan, which is geographical in nature, supposedly, uh, though I don't understand how Atlanta goes to the central and Pittsburgh goes to the east. Well, that is because uh, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh in the same state. Like, and Atlanta is west of Pittsburgh. 
But by that much, I mean. <laughs> no, not really. But it it is. No, I mean, Miami is south of Atlanta, and that's in the east. So I, I, you know, it's. I guess there's no perfect alternative. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I just. Uh, I don't like the idea of playing the Yankees 10 times and the Red Sox and Tampa and then, uh, uh, you know, uh, and it'd be a, a good point. Good. Yes, Jeff. I still see major hurdles uh, for this plan even to come into fruition. I mean, you still have the owners and the players have to agree on some type of pay scale. I heard t- Tony Clark said that deal is already uh, set. Meanwhile, the the uh own the teams are not getting any ticket ticket uh revenue concession revenue parking revenue souvenir revenue even the signage out in the in, on the outfield walls there'll be no eyes to see that mm-hmm. so I'm thinking that they're going to want some type of salary reduction and the players are going to go no 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 we already settled that that's not happening they're going to get paid a prorated share of how many games are played and still it's not. I mean, look, I know the owners and the teams are very, very wealthy. They're not going to go up bank with anything, but they're still running a business. And any business, you have to, uh, you know, make the right decisions. And I think that the players are going to have to take some type of cut or, or, the, or don't play. But, you know, the owners, the, uh, the union is going to, you know, hold their ground. And I, I fear that this is going to come into a, uh, you know, into the next collective bargaining agreement with either a strike or a lockout. Well, uh, anybody else want to tackle that? That's an interesting point. Um, yeah, the I, players are. I, I they have to be uh, they have to be rational in this thing because you have no parking fees, no food fees, no fan fees. I mean, there's so much less that the you know money being made. Of course, they don't have to pay all their vendors. <laughs> <laughs> But but they also they know that the uh, MLB is flush with cash, so that's what they're gonna. But like Jeff, yeah, well, Jeff said, they're gonna use that the union as an excuse and try to uh, right. you know get a piece of that pie. But uh, it, it's very true with no ink. I think that's why they're considering playing in the home parks, uh, and in the beginning without people because I guess they figured with TV, the TV you could see the advertisements on the walls. They can mm. still sell advertising space. They'll make money from advertising between uh, innings. Um, Gary, they're going to do it between pitches. It could be. Yeah, yeah they, <laughs> you're going to get the next pitch is brought to you by Verizon. Exactly. <laughs> You'll get a lot more viewers. TV ratings will be up. Sure, and uh, at least the first month or so, I think, because people are so starved for sports right now. Um, but uh, I, it's really an interesting situation, and, and I, you know, I'm beginning to wonder whether they were better off just canceling the season. Yeah, this well, like, could be an issue that does wipe out the season because if the uh, owners and players can't, agree on who's who's going to cave on this issue because yeah i mean uh, no fans is a tremendous amount of lost revenue to the owner then no matter how much money anybody has 
who just wants to lose anywhere from 50 to 100 million dollars depending on whether you're the Yankees or the Marlins the numbers would vary some and just be happy with that I I agree with, with I, I guess Jeff you said that the players are going to have to be reasonable about this yeah but will it? It never been in the past, so that's that's the thing. Um, that's true. And real real fast, guys, if they switch that three division ten per ten teams per division and switch to Atlanta and Pittsburgh back, would that make the plan any better? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I just, I so. just, I, it just I it, it was just odd to me. It didn't seem right. I don't want to play the Yankees 10 times, 20 times. I don't want the 19, whatever it is. Don't oh, come on. We could beat them. This is Matt's musings, right? We'll beat the. But we'll it, beat but the. You know what? It takes the. It takes the intrigue out of the game, if you will. Uh, because now you don't have a rivalry between the Yankees because they're playing each other 10 times. Oh, oh, oh big deal. What's the, th- what's the big deal? Um, uh, and I think interleague play started to kill that because it used to be a big thrill when you played them. And uh, when they had the old Mayors Trophy game 100 years ago, that was that was exciting because uh, even though it was all scrubs playing because none of the big players, it was an exhibition. But it was exciting because you wanted to see the Yankees in the Mets play because you never saw them. Now that when they made it into league play and it was every year, it, it it's nothing now. Right. And and if they get in the same division, it's not going to be nothing again. It's just going to be like playing the Phillies or the Expos when they were here or the Nationals. Shows you how old I am, where my mind's going. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, it, it's not going to be anything special anymore. But if it's only for this one season, now, like Jeff seems to think that, and you seem to think that it's going to be, you, once you let the toothpaste out of the tube, you can't put it back in, the horse out of the barn, all that. Uh, I don't agree with that. I think it's just going to be a one-year experiment. It's not even going to be an experiment. It's just going to be fun. Do it one year and then go I'll back say, to the way it was. I'll say this. Uh, Len, I think you're right. It'll be this one year, but when the next collective bargaining agreement comes due, then they'll implement this. Right. They'll enter into DH and they go, okay, might as well realign everything. Right. So I, oh, I don't I don't I don't think it'll be more than one year, at least as far as complete realignment. Although I I actually could make a case for total realignment being a good thing, but that's another debate for another time. For for this year, I think is what is what they're talking about. As far yeah. as the DH, and I'll say that the the genie's already out of the bottle. I think I've used that 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 metaphor before. It's 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 everywhere else. So it's it, it's coming, and that's an issue that's going to get collectively bargained anyway. So. Well, that, that, that which I think is this, and for this purpose, it's a, it, it's a separate issue. For this year, if they're going to implement any one of these plans, I don't see why they just couldn't leave the DH rules the way they currently are when the 
American League is the home team. Both teams use it. And when the National League is the home team, neither team uses it. I don't see why that has to change. Well, that's a good gonna, point. They're not going to realign the whole – look, they've done realignment. I mean, the uh, Atlanta Braves were, were not in our division – in the Mets division years ago. They moved, uh, you know, Houston. They moved them. They moved Milwaukee. I mean, they've done some realignment. They're not going to do a total overhaul. It's just they're looking for ways to make this season work. And and I got to give them credit for trying to do something. And I think instead of poo-pooing everything, I, I'm looking at it as, you know, whatever they do is going to be fun and it's going to be different. And let's see how it looks. And it's just going to be uh, – a little bit different. Enjoy it. Well, I'm going to... Uh, it's safe to play. It's better than having no baseball at all. Right. Let me just right. say this about what Len just said. Well, they have done some realignment, move one team to another division and that things mm-hmm. like that. I'm talking about demolishing the American National League. They're not going to do that. that. Look, Len, once they yeah. put the DH in, there's no difference in the leagues. Mm-hmm. Why not? There's no That's difference. The first step. Well, the first There's, step is demolishing the DH. I mean, de- demolishing the National League. Their whole goal is to go. You know, years ago we had an American League, we had a National League. Each league had a president. Each mm-hmm. league reported to the, the commissioner. Each Except league for umpires. Their own umpires. Mm-hmm. Everything now is under the guise of Major League Baseball. This is their goal. Their goal is to get everything under the one banner and have. Four divisions of eight teams, or whatever they're planning, uh, or possibly, possibly eight divisions of four teams, uh, similar to football, and have an American conference and a national conference. But I don't see them doing that. But that could be another possible aim. But this is their long-term goal. I mean, this is. They want it all under Major League Baseball umbrella, and that's it. And no National League, no American League. That's all going to be in the past. Okay. Well, one thing. Maybe maybe that'll be better. Who knows? But, you know, years ago, there was an American and National League, and there was no DH. So are you saying that there was no difference then? I mean, just if there's a DH, then at least it'll be the same game. Because now it's baseball version one and baseball version two. Well, I'm not saying I want the DH, but there wasn't a DH years ago when we had an American and National League. So I, I don't agree with your argument there. The only thing is they, that when they did have the, but like Gary said, there was a American League president, mm-hmm. National League president, American League umpires, National League umpires. Right. That's now gone. So, but why does it have to be? What? Why did? What is? What is the love affair with having to have uh, an American and a National League? I mean, wh- wh- why is that so romantic that we have to have that? There, there always was a rivalry. And don't forget, there was no interleague play. So right. you never saw these guys. The only time you saw it was, was the All-Star game and the World Series when you would see the other teams, unless you lived in a city like New York where you had two teams and, and one in each t- in league. So the the uh, the thrill, if you will, of uh, when the Mets came into town, 
when the Mets came back into existence, I should say, and those first few years, see, you're not old enough to, to realize that, but those first three, two years when the Dodgers or the Giants came back into town, this place was nuts. This was not Yankees were winning World Series, but nobody gave a damn because the, they were getting to see Koufax and Drysdale and Willie Davis and Tommy Davis and Maury Wills and Willie Mays and Orlando Cepeda and, and Juan Marichal. We were getting to see those guys again. It was nuts here. And, and everybody, you know, the Mets were terrible, but the love for that team was unbelievable. Um, and, and again, the Yankees were winning pennant. They won in 62. They won in 63. They lost to the Dodgers in the World Series. They won the pennant in 64 and uh, lost to the Cardinals. Or did they beat the, No, they lost to the Cardinals. Uh, the point is, it was a separate entity, and it made it more exciting. Now, with everything mishmashed together, it's the National Football League. And and it this there's no it was the only sport that did that. I mean, football did it for a while, and that was thrilling because that the first couple of Super Bowls was huge because wow, they finally well it wasn't. I mean, it was exciting because they played one another for the first couple of times. Didn't really get real big and popular till three, I guess, um, but it was still exciting. Now it's kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. The winner of that division plays the winner of that division. And, and it's just there's, there's a certain – I don't even know if I can explain it completely. I will I will just – I'm sorry, guys. Let me just say, Len, I just think that as a, a traditionalist, I really don't want to see all the traditions, you know, leave. And I think that's what's going to happen. But you know what? You might be right. I mean, uh, new new way to play baseball, new uh, – could bring more fan interest, but – I'd rather not see it because I'm a traditionalist. Because I'm old, <laughs> and I don't see them breaking up the American League. No, the National no I don't either. Like I said before, I think you can make a case for having a better brand of baseball if you did completely realign the teams geographically. There'd be less travel. You could create new rivalries. I think it'd be kind of cool to see the Mets play the Red Sox every year as opposed to now it's what once every three years from with some Fakata three-game series. I think that would be kind of a neat thing to, to witness. It would be a complete change, but within a couple of years, we, we get used to it. We got used to interleague play, whether we like it or not is another issue. I actually happen to like interleague play and I think it is ridiculous that the Mets have to play the Yankees four or six times a year while their division rivals don't play them at all. That puts the Mets at a tremendous disadvantage. And if you, like, realign the whole thing, basically you would have a balanced schedule for every team in that division along with Cutting back on the travel, you could still have teams play on the other on the other coast, which would be kind of like what interleague play is now. But I, I really I don't see it. I think they're gonna leave it with the American only. But at some point, the TH will be implemented in 
Yeah, Gary, I had proposed something, and I think you were okay with this. So I will run it by you again. This is D, involves the DH, and I think one of your big issues against the DH is, is because it creates a, or it makes a career out of a player who wouldn't have had one if there wasn't a DH, like a David Ortiz or an Edgar Martinez. Am I, am I right about that? Well, yeah, even though that, that philosophy is changing now because they're not they're just not signing those guys anymore, those type of guys, because they're not really around. But my proposal was if you're going to have a DH, you could only have the DH play up to a certain number of games. You'd have to have, say, more than one DH per series. So a player could not play in 162-game season exclusively as a DNH, as a designated hitter. And that would also put some of the strategy back into using who would be the DH for one particular game as opposed to another. And as far as our Mets are concerned, at least right now, having a DH would be an advantage for them because right now, the starting left fielder, whether it's uh, J.D. Davis, whether it's Tom Smith, or whether it's Yuan Cespedes, who's uh, killing it in MLB 2020, the show, by the way, <laughs> whoever it is, is really a D.H. playing in left field any, anyway. Well, we're up against the clock here, so uh, I, I think we're going to have to... Uh, okay, Len's got a point, and then we're going to move on to the next subject. Okay, um, just one thing. Jeff, I know you're a traditionalist. I like baseball's traditions as well. So, so let me ask you, how far back do we go? Should they still throw the ball underhand? Uh, I mean, where where does tradition... You know, somebody that, that, that when they first started throwing overhand, there was probably some guy that says, oh... I like traditions. This is bad for the game. You know, so well, I'm just I think, saying. Uh, I, I think uh, when it started evolving to, uh, to the game it is today, you know, back in, what, the 20s and 30s when it, it, it evolved into its present form. I'm not saying go back to 1880s, but, you know. Well, I'm just saying th- that's all. I'm just saying where does tradition, you know, a traditionalist. Back to 1960s. Okay. And then <laughs> just a quick word on throwing underhand. Oh, by the way, it's. Great to have you back. You you sound thank you. You sound great. You you look good. It's it's nice to have you back. I like having you here because you agree with me on some things. I like that. <laughs> thank you, and Barry. As far as throwing, un- as th- you're welcome. As, and as far as throwing underhand, well, you probably reduced the number of Tommy John surgeries if you did that. <laughs> it certainly would bring in the offense, but then we'd have six-hour games probably. So. Uh, we'd have to put a mercy rule in. All right, we've got about six minutes left. So uh, the uh, announcement that came down today was the Hall of Fame canceling, or yesterday rather, the Hall of Fame is canceling. <laughs> I'm sorry I have to chuckle, but they are canceling their induction weekend, which means – Jeets doesn't get in for another year, I guess. I don't know. How oh. They just stick a plaque up and then and then uh, give it to him next year. I mean, they can still put it up in the, in the Hall of Fame for him and Larry Walker and uh, uh, Ted Simmons and Marvin Miller. 
stick the plaque up, have a little ceremony. You don't have to have a big deal. And uh, I don't get that, but uh, I don't know why they don't put it on, make it a big television event, yeah. something uh, in the middle of summer that, that uh, they can do. Jeets, uh, I heard Jeets wants to have a weekend next year, but one day devoted to himself because he's he's gonna have more people to go in with, and I know he's upset about that. So, but you know, you know, obviously they're doing the right thing. I think they could make a, a TV event like they did with the NFL draft, you know, just uh, do it virtually and, and let them give the speeches, make a whole big presentation, you know, get them video clips. I mean, I think that they can pull it off, but but uh, that's not my decision, obviously. Here's what you do. You have two plaques. You do a Zoom like this, right? And the president goes, here's your plaque, Derek. And then he's got a plaque there already, and he takes right. it. And and they're in two different states, maybe. But uh, you know, let's do it that way. Why do they gotta wait? <laughs> Gary, I think Jeff's nightmare would be if Jeter and Mariano Rivera decided they were gonna buy the Mets. Can you imagine? <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeter would have a conflict of interest owning two teams in the same division. No, he would sell. He would sell his yeah. interest in the Marlins. He would be owner of the Mets with Mariano Rivera. You would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe he'd sell the Marlins to A. Rod. Maybe <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> it would be a lot cheaper. <laughs> Well, a Rod yeah. could afford it with Jennifer. With the Lope, A Rod and Lopez up, wouldn't need. They would. They what wouldn't about A Rod and J Lo buying the Mets? Bring back Uncle Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> we need Stevie back. I mean, since there's no conditions on five years, I say, okay, I'm back in. Now the problem is that the, the Wilcons want to hold on to SNY, which is really stupid. It's like buying a house, but you can't have the backyard. Yeah, yeah. No, it's got to be one thing. I think I heard that I once before. I, I remember the Mets in in the polo grounds, so I, I do go back that far. And those games with the Giants and Dodgers coming in were really crazy to see all the, the – the great players and those teams come in. It, it was pretty wild. But after a while, that 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 novelty does wear off, and you want your own team to be a good to be a good team. But it did. It it lasted the shade that novelty because I okay. can't remember. You mm. still got sold out at Shea Stadium whenever they came into town. Mm. And don't forget, the Giants and the Dodgers had really good teams in, in those years. So, True. Uh, you know, and the Mets were struggling. So it was people wanted to see a really good team. And, and uh, you know, and, and it was they were tough tickets uh, in, in the early days, even the early days of Shea. Um, but uh, uh, so no, no take is on J Lo and uh, A Rod. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm fine with it because it would mean that the Wilpons don't own the the Mets anymore. As long as they reinvest the money to put a competitive team on the field, I I'd, I'd have no problem with with J Rod or uh, A Lo or whatever. They, whatever, however they combine <laughs> them, they're all owning the Mets. 
Now, what we- K-Rod said he would supply the whole team with the name of his uh, pharmacist. So <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> now what we need is we need let Uncle Stevie to, uh, to uh, join with A-Rod and J-Lo. And uh, he's got the money. They got the name. And let's put them all together. Well, it's telling there me you have less than a minute. So uh, uh, I want to thank everybody for taking the time. I wish we had longer, but unfortunately we get cut off here. And uh, it's baseball and barbecue, Jeff and Len. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, yep. Episode number 59 is coming out Saturday. And uh, I wanted to ask you about last night's interview, but we don't have the time. So, uh, And Barry, thank you as always. Uh, You're welcome. And, uh, and thanks. And uh, I guess I'll be back to close this out right after these messages. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com. Wouldn't it be great if you could get a Ph.D. in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball Ph.D., a tour company for your brain. 30 major league teams, 100 places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. Check out my Twitter page at Mets Musings one and check out a Facebook group. It's at facebook.com slash Mets Musings. Go check it out and don't forget to call the hotline. It's 516-619-6341. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I want to thank uh, the boys for coming on and talking a little baseball, even though not a lot of Mets baseball, but we got a little bit of baseball in at least. Hope you enjoyed it, and I want to thank you all for listening and or watching. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, wherever you listen to the podcast or watch it. Hit the subscribe button. That helps me grow the show and expand to new listeners. And if you'd like to be uh, a help out the show, you can go give a little donation. Go to anchor.fm slash Musings or check out our Patreon page. It is patreon.com slash Musings. And until next time, remember to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. And I'll see you next time on another edition of Mint's Music.